0: Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Tuckheads Tuesday? Yeah, I forgot to tell you guys yesterday that we're actually doing the second Ross Tucker Football Podcast this week. Today, on a Tuesday, our first Tuesday podcast since January, I believe. But it's that time of year, different people, travel schedules, holidays coming up, and we have to get our Andrew Brandt fix-in this week. So it is a Tuckhead Tuesday, which means we'll get to a couple of emails a little bit later on in the show. We are presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, the number one rated sportsbook app, which is amazing. You guys know the deal about the Spread the Word winner and the Sponsor Confirmation email winner, both of which will be announced on our next show with GC, Greg Cosell, on Friday. So, Please follow us on social, at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. Intern Casey is killing it with the YouTube clips she's posting to the social media platforms. You guys can see them. You can watch them. You can retweet, like, and then you can maybe be the Spread the Word winner or take advantage of any of our sponsors, like the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Code Ross, or like FantasyPoints.com, Code Feast and have a chance to win a little something-something this week. Although, really, we're all winners, aren't we, when we get a chance to talk to Andrew Brandt, courtesy of The Big Show. The Big Show. He is so versatile. Not only – I mean, by the way, Andrew might be the only person whose email signature is longer than mine in his email and actually has more jobs than I do. I won't even try to go through all of them. At this point, most of you are loyal listeners – You know them all, but you also need to follow him on Twitter at Andrew Brandt. You need to become patrons of his show, and you need to become listeners of his show if you aren't already, because he dove into the negotiations between Major League Baseball and the players for this week's Business of Sports podcast, something, Andrew, that you've hinted multiple times could be similar to what we see in the NFL
2: yeah ross good day thanks for the intro i do have a lot of jobs i say so i don't have to have a real one (laughs) um john Heyman is someone who's been on mlb network a lot He's an mlb writer for 20 years seemed someone i followed on twitter to sort of get a sense of what was going on between these contentious antagonistic nasty negotiations between baseball owners and players we finally have a baseball season although we never got a deal you know the owners just said okay we'll impose this 60 game season and that's where we are and i wanted to go inside that even though i primarily talk about football this was a really insightful interview with john hayman and he talked about a guy that i never knew of that was the new lawyer for the players association that is kind of the hawk in all this a guy named bruce meyer so i encourage everyone to listen because the business of sports podcast this week is all about what went on in baseball how they're still fighting each other as they get this season, hopefully on on course next month.
0: Also want to get your thoughts, Andrew, on the Cam Newton deal. I mean, sometimes you usually talk on Wednesdays. It's still fresh in our minds. It came out Sunday night. I have a lot of pointed questions, but I like getting your open-ended one, your blank canvas and let you paint.
2: Yeah, my painting might upset some people because I don't think it's that big a deal. And what's a big deal is the name. And this goes to sort of free agency in general. You know, people jump at the names rather than the players. And sort of the former MVP doesn't really mean much to me unless the former's like six months ago. Um, You know, typical Patriots waited until the market had dropped. I think we all need to be... cognizant that Cam Newton, not one, not two, not three, four months, which is what? 125, 30 days. And no one signed him. Uh, So that tells you what people thought of Cam Newton, including his coach for 10 years, who's in Washington, who traded for his backup. So uh, I guess Compared to Jared Stenham and Brian Hoyer, okay. Uh, but I guess my take is I'm not convinced he A starts and even B makes the team. And I say that because of my expertise, the business of sports, the way I read the reports, forget about all the incentives, That it's kind of a make good contract.
0: Wow, that's interesting, Andrew, because I pointed out on Twitter That I'm not convinced he starts. I I think he will, but I don't think it's a lock. And boy, people eviscerated me. I even talked with Booger McFarland about it on yesterday's Ross Tucker football podcast. I want to get to the money part of it on a couple different levels. The first one is, it's funny when these big name guys sign deals, it's always up to up to Mm -hmm. we still don't know what the base amount of the deal is andrew but when all you hear about is up to that means the down to is usually pretty bad
2: (laughs) i think you've figured out the code (laughs) you've cracked the code with media which we are and teams and agents and uh make it look as good as possible that's what media does for agents i get it i've been there on both sides Uh, but up to seven and a half million sounds pretty good drilling it down. We're waiting to see, but it's probably like a million or maybe a million five, maybe Jameis Winston level contract with a lot of incentives. And by the way, Ross, if it's seven, five, and that's the max, I'm guessing he's got to play 85% lead the league in five categories, win the super bowl, all of that to get seven and a half million dollars. So. I think the bigger story to me is that Cam Newton had no market. Think about that.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing. It really is, and I, and I've said also, Andrew, the Panthers could have had him this year for eighteen million. They didn't want him. They cut him. Yeah. You know, you mentioned Ron Rivera. So we shall see. I did want to get your reaction to Richard Sherman coming out and calling Cam Newton's contract disgusting. And many people are pointing out what Chase Daniels getting paid this year and how it's more than guys like Cam Newton and Jameis Winston. And I'm not quite sure what they're getting at, Andrew. I don't know if they're suggesting that, if Richard Sherman's suggesting that race has something to do with it. Uh, But if he is, I, I guess I would just say, and Booger and I talked about this yesterday a little bit in a different light. I would just say that that's disappointing to bring that in as if that would be a factor in this instance.
2: Yeah, I'm not going to, I guess I can't really say if it is or isn't, but I guess get back to my expertise of the marketplace. For whatever reason, players like Chase Daniel, players like Sam Bradford, players, you know, have continued opportunities. And I don't know what the reason is that Cam Newton had no market. I really don't. I mean, I think we speculated, we talked last or two weeks ago about it's hard to bring in a guy like him as a backup um, because, you know, as soon as your starter doesn't play well, then it's the the Cam Newton chatter, which applies to Kaepernick. Take out the politics as well. Um, The other thing I'd say is that, you know, The job of a backup quarterback is to serve the starter. We talked about this. And again, I don't know if they see Cam Newton as a starter right away, as a backup. Stidham's got a lot more time in the system. Um, and, And teams shy away from name backups who... It's almost like you know, you're know you in an interview, Ross, and you come in for some low-level job and the interviewer says, no offense, but I think you're kind of overqualified for this job. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the, the situation with Cam Newton, at least all these other teams. I don't know about New England.
0: By the way, Andrew, about 15 minutes after the Cam Newton news comes out, the news comes out about the Patriots' punishment for filming the Bengals' sideline in December. It's a third-round pick. It's $1.1 million in fines. Their TV crew can't go to any games this year. What was your initial reaction to that news?
2: The same one you just insinuated. I mean, it's not a coincidence. So one of those pieces of news, Ross, maybe both have been around, is my reaction. Maybe a day, maybe a week, maybe a month. I don't think it's Cam. I think it's the news about the penalties to the Patriots. And there was a decision to hold that until something good happens. And here's the good. It just seemed too coincidental. Otherwise, what you and I, our lead story in this segment would be the Patriots' penalties. Because there'd be no news to offset it or whatever team got these penalties. That's a big penalty. I mean, a third round pick and a million dollars, that's a big penalty. And we didn't even talk about it much in December, but that's a big penalty. And listen, I, the Patriot fans are gonna hate it, but it just it's another thing where you kind of go Patriots, right? I mean, what else can you react with? Uh, there's no history of other teams doing this, right? I mean, well,
0: and to your point, Andrew, and I mentioned this on yesterday's Ross Tucker football podcast. The, the reality is if, if the NFL did this third round pick, a million over a million of fines, they're basically saying that the Patriots were up to no good again. That They, they, they right. don't believe that it, It's far from absolving them of any wrongdoing.
2: Well, you've, you know, there's a harsher word for, quote, up to no good. It's called cheating. <laughs> now, that's not a happy word to, to throw around. I get it. But, you know, people around the league are probably looking at that and saying, there they go again. And I'm just being honest. You know, people around the league are probably saying, glad they got them. And Roger Godot, Troy Vincent, they work for the owners, you know, and the owners, and the commissioner signed off on this. So that's where we are.
0: The thing that I think is weird is that it's almost as if the NFL allowed the Patriots to release the terms of their own punishment at a time that was ideal for them. I mean, Andrew, what is that about? Well, Why should the Patriots get the ability to basically have a, a coordinated PR statement Ten minutes after the Cam Newton news,
2: I found that curious too, Ross. Not only that, it's not even the Patriots that put it out there. It's Adam Schefter, who's great, who's the best. But that just seemed to be a, or 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 it was Ian Rapoport or NFL Media, but it wasn't NFL, right? I mean, it's like. When you see these penalties and think about the big ones, Deflategate and Tom Brady and Ray Rice and that doesn't come from the team, right? These are not team penalties. These are league penalties. So I'm I'm as curious as you are how that happened and maybe it's kind of a I mean you just kind of think about backroom discussions to Robert Kraft like, "Hey, we're hitting you with this. Well, can I put it out the way we want to put it out?" Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like What else could have happened? Because this should have been, and maybe I missed it, from Troy Vincent. Not from Adam Schefter, not from Ian Rappaport. This should have been from Troy Vincent. What did you
0: think also, Andrew, of the NFLPA sending a letter to all of the agents telling them to make sure your players talk with their personal physicians and read all the CDC guidelines before training camp.
2: I got that letter yesterday as an agent. And uh, this really reflects what we talked about with Tom Mayer last week. Tom Mayer is the NFLPA doc. He has been sounding the alarm on this. I mentioned last week he talked about concern about the number of African-Americans that are disproportionately impacted by this virus. About those with sleep apnea. About both with thickness to their bodies and BMI measurements that are high. He's concerned. And DeMorey Smith is concerned. And there was a statement by DeMorey Smith about I think it was a USA Today article, Ross, where he did you know, he basically took a shot at Brady and others without taking a shot at Brady and others. He said our negotiations with the NFL about medical are being interrupted by these player workouts. They're not being helped by it. In other words, this is what I predicted. The NFL and NFLPA are going through phase one of negotiations, which is health and safety. Phase two is money. The baseball replay, it's going to happen. But they're in phase one now. And you can imagine, everyone listening can imagine Demora Smith talking to the owners about being safe and this safe and this safe. And then some owner or commissioner or negotiator saying to the union, like, well, your guys are out there gathering. (laughs) And of course the union's got to go, yeah, I know. You know, we're trying to not have them not do that. So this is a problem, right? And Brady and others are kind of flaunting like, hey, they didn't say required. They just said suggested. I mean, what do you think of that? Do you think these players should shut down those workouts? I think that, and we've talked about this before,
0: I think that it's so competitive that the belief is if you're not doing it and someone else is, you will fall behind. And for Tom Brady he's willing to take that risk. That's something that, that's a risk he's willing to take. I think that they take risks every time they step onto the field. So I think the vast majority of the players are not that concerned about going out there in t-shirt and shorts, throwing the ball around and potentially getting the coronavirus. I think in general, they're probably a lot more worried about breaking bones and their brains and their back and their neck when they actually go out there with helmets and shoulder pads on. I don't think that they, I think that they know that there's some risk, but I think in their mind, it's a much smaller risk than the one they already take every time they go out there. That's my sense. And I, and I thought it was interesting, Andrew, where Demora Smith said, consult your personal physician I think I wrote this on Twitter. Most NFL players don't have personal physicians because everything they do, everything they get, everything they take is through the team because the last thing they want is some doctor from their hometown to prescribe some medicine and they test positive for performance-enhancing drugs or street drugs. Plus, when you go through the team, you don't pay for anything. Like, everything, they they just give you. You know how it is, Andrew. Like, uh, the only time... I ever went to my own doctor was if I wasn't really trusting what the team was telling me and I wanted kind of a second opinion either on or off the record.
2: Yeah, I mean and I'll leave our segment with this continuing concern I have about I don't want to be sounding alarms that everyone's not sounding. This is this is not going away. So this meaning a pandemic that is only getting worse in hot spots where obviously a lot of players are right now. I, I know all these leagues are starting in July. I don't know if they're going to finish. And, you know, sort of the over under on four or five leagues starting has to be at least one not finishing. And here's my continuing concern. Say a league in August just says, Hey, Sorry, you know, too many players. We can't have competitive balance. It's just not working. We'll call it a day starting 2021. Does the NFL start in that environment? I, I, I just, that's my continuing wonder because my hope is these four or five leagues starting make it through, but if they don't, that's kind of a hard place to actually start for the NFL.
0: He is Andrew Brandt, the host of the Business of Sports podcast. Got to check out his interview this week with John Heyman, who's MLB insider. Andrew, all over that stuff with John Heyman, as always. Thank you, Andrew, for a Tuck Heads Tuesday appearance.
2: Thanks, Ross. Everyone out there, have a great week, great holiday. See you next week.
0: We will see you next week, Andrew, and very much looking forward to it. Just like I'm very much looking forward to announcing not one, maybe not even two, maybe three participants in the July Best Ball 10 draft with me and Joe Dolan. I am right in the thick. I think five picks in to the June Best Ball 10 draft with our listeners. Who wants to go against us in the July Best Ball 10 draft? Go to FantasyPoints.com. The code is FEAST. It's all caps. You send the email to me, Ross at RossTucker.com, and say, Ross, I want to take you down. I want to beat you and Joe in your Best Ball draft. Ducks Takes.
1: All right, Ross, let's start with your reaction to the letter from the NFLPA to all the players' agents about talking with their personal family doctors regarding COVID 19.
0: Well, it's funny because so often when you think about sort of liability, I guess, in my mind, Brian, you think of the employer, the team. But in this case, it seems like the NFLPA is kind of trying to make sure they have their bases covered, if you will. And that they've, they've made sure that they've sent that letter to every agent and every agent has to send that to every player. So on some level, if there is a poor outcome for a player during the season, the NFLPA can almost wipe their hands of it and say, hey, we told you guys to consult with your personal physician. We told you to take it seriously and to find out you know, what risk factors you had. That's what it kind of seemed like to me is the NFLPA is trying to make sure they can they can have safe cover, you know, a safe haven if there is a poor outcome for one of their players. I do think that they're right, though. I do think players should talk to personal physicians. I guess I just don't know how many of them have them. You know, I always had somebody kind of back in my hometown, but – Primarily, everything I did was for seven years through the team. So I would have a a back guy, a spine guy in my hometown that I'd talk to if I wasn't sure if the team was shooting me straight. Uh, but I don't really think I had a, a, a family practitioner or a physician in that regard. And that's really what you need in this instance is to go over your family history and to really say what your risk factors are, who you're living with, all of those things. And I wonder how many of those guys have that person.
1: takes. The NFL also released a memo stating that all teams are going to start training camp on July 28th. And I know that's going to be an issue for one state in particular.
0: Right. What was it? The Arizona yeah. just came out and said no gatherings of more than 50 people for the next 30 days or something, right?
1: Right. Exactly
0: so yeah i mean i guess 30 days puts them right at the 28th or 29th so we'll see maybe they have training camp split up into two right like 45 guys and four coaches in one 45 guys and four coaches in the other i, I mean they'll they'll figure it out if they're not reporting till training camp till the 28th bry my guess is that first day they'll be testing the players um and then finding out where everybody's at. Maybe they test them ahead of time. I don't think they want to do that, though. I don't think they want to test them until they get everybody there. So I guess they wouldn't really be gathering in terms of that many people anyway. And let me just say this. I haven't really done this, Bry. I try to stay out of certain things that are hot-button topics. I have no idea how human rights have become a politicized issue or that there's two sides, whether it's any type of social injustice, any type of racism, the black lives matter movement, anything, the same goes for the masks. What the heck are we talking about? Like, if you read any data, the thing that's clear is that masks make a huge difference. These people that are anti-mask because of their freedoms, they are so misguided. You know, it's a law that you have to wear a seatbelt. It's a law that you can't drive until you're 16 to protect our communities. You know, that you don't go to the armed forces until you're 18. Well, right now, and maybe that's the, maybe that's the solution, Bri. Maybe it should be a federal mandate But it should be mandatory. I know in Pennsylvania, to go into a business, you have to have a mask. And they highly encourage it when you go out in public, period. I know it's not the most fun thing ever, but it's not that bad. And if everybody's doing it, and it's saving a lot of people's lives and space in the hospitals, I mean, I I just think some people have their priorities and their sense of freedom and their rights so misguided at this point. It's really disheartening. And it might cost us football. And I tweeted this the other day, Bry, at Ross Tucker NFL, not at Ross Tucker Pod. But a lot of the states that are doing the worst, Texas, Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, those are the states that are going to be the most up in arms if there's no high school or college football and guess what? They're the ones to blame. I've talked to people that have been in those States that live in those States. They said, you wouldn't even know that there is a virus. Everybody's out and about no masks, just acting totally normal. And it's a, it really is a terrible example of leadership by the people that run those States. And I don't know what the rules are about, national mandates versus state mandates, but whatever it is, it's terrible. And I don't get on soapboxes like this very often, but wear a gosh darn mask. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. The email address, ross at com. Tuckheads Tuesday is when we typically get to several Email questions. I think you guys know the deal by now. If you take advantage of any of our sponsors, they're all on the homepage. They're all on the sponsors tab at RossTucker.com or the ones you hear me say, like DraftKings Sportsbook app with the code Ross for that $1,000 bonus or FantasyPoints.com code FEAST for the discount. You have a right to ask me any question you'd like. Just make sure you send it to me, Ross at RossTucker.com. And then you could be the winner later on in the week when I have a sponsor confirmation email winner. I'll send you a new signed picture, signed card, whatever you want. All
1: right. Well, today, Ross, not much of a question, but more of a request. Do you think that it would be possible to get a current strength and conditioning coach, either from a large college program or an NFL team, on your show for an interview? I think that would make for a neat off-season interview on a Monster Monday, given the lack of team gatherings. I would imagine the current climate would make that for, a, again, for an interesting interview. Thanks for all that you do. That is from Tom, who sent us uh, a sponsor confirmation from Amazon.
0: Nice, Tom. Well, Tom, I read your email. I do think that that would be a great interview. I'm going to work on that. I got to try to remember if any of the strength coaches I had as a player are still strength coaches for teams in the NFL. I'll try to get one on. I will say this. Teams are very, very hesitant, NFL or college, to let their assistant coaches speak. And I think they might especially be that way with strength coaches for two reasons. One is they don't want the strength coach to say anything that could be perceived as being controversial in any way about how he thinks they should go about working out and things when they come back from the virus, when they come back for training camp. So that's one concern. And then the other concern is they might believe that they have certain strategies that will help them keep their players safe, but still be effective that they don't want other teams to know about. You know, everything is competitive. Everything is us against you. So Just two things to consider there, Tom. I will work on that. I have it on my to-do list, but I cannot make a promise in that regard.
1: You want to do another one?
0: Yeah, sure. Why not? It's Tuckheads
1: Tuesday. Uh, Of course. Uh, Again, another one that is not necessarily a question, more of a comment. Uh, Hey, Ross, long-time listener. Right back to the Football Today days. Uh, Love Andrew Brandt as well. Um, And right now, during the COVID pandemic, your podcasts are a welcome diversion. Now, uh, I want to relate a recent story uh, to one of your sponsors. I'm a family doctor in Northern Ontario, so with the recent COVID pandemic, I had to get rid of my facial hair so I could make sure I have a good seal with an N95 mask. Uh, Well, I tried one company that will remain nameless. It was a complete failure to order from their website, and... um, Hang on. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get through. It's, it's really long. I do appreciate it, Dr. John, but we're going we're gonna to cut it a little bit. Uh, anyway, uh, the company that I was working with also has the naming rights to a stadium of one of the most hated teams in the NFL, so I, I couldn't do that. So that's when something in my memory uh, turned to one of your sponsors. So I went to your sponsor page at RossTucker.com slash sponsors, and there it was. Now, I'm a Bears fan, and you know what the Bears are, Ross? They are hairy. And do you know who one of your sponsors is, Ross? That would also be Harry's. So it must have been a sign from God. So in a few short clicks, I redeemed your offer for a free trial set. I signed up for your home delivery. No muss, no fuss. And like another recent listener, I'm not actually looking for anything. A press pass might be neat, but I'm pretty sure my wife would just throw it away. She really dislikes clutter. So things uh, we're not using here do get pitched. Um, But anyway, I just wanted to send you a lighthearted note to let you and your sponsors know that they work, and then I appreciate what you and Brian do. Uh, Again, that's from Dr. John.
0: Nice, Dr. John. A new new Harry's customer. Happy Harry's customer. The Bears thing, he lost me a little bit on the Bears being Harry, that whole deal. But I'm glad you took advantage of the Harry's code, Dr. John. I'm glad you sent me that note. Uh, and I think I figured out the name of the other company that you were not real happy with. Uh, they were something we talked about a lot on today's show. So interesting that we have two emails, Bri, with sponsor confirmations. One Amazon, one Harry's. Neither one of them actually had a question. I guess, I guess Tom had a question. His question was, can you get a strength coach on? And the answer is, yes, I'll try. And John just had a note there. But hey, look, you can just have a funny note if you want. You take advantage of a sponsor. We'll read and respond to the funny note. I like it. And thank you, Dr. John, by the way, for what you're doing with the N95 masks and and being a doctor up there in Northern Ontario. Really, really appreciate it. Shout-outs, as always, to Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com. They are the, I think we're done here, members of Patreon.com. Slash RT Media. I should point out a little shout out as well goes to Colin Boggs. Colin is the latest patron. So, pretty much every episode, we're announcing a new patron who gets to ask me a question, who gets a signed picture. Let's keep it going. Patreon.com slash RT Media. I love it. Other than that, we will have Even Money Podcast tomorrow on a Wednesday as normal. Well, have Fantasy Feast podcast Thursday as normal, and we'll have Greg Cosell on Friday as normal. So this week, you get at least one podcast every day with us doing Andrew on a Tuck Kids Tuesday. Other than that, I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast.